Hi and welcome, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today and in this session we'll be running through some of the latest and greatest news stories. So today I'm joined by David Dungay, Editor-in-Chief, who will be talking us through some of the headlines. Welcome David. Hi Rob, how are you doing? Very good, thank you David, very good. And may I say a very warm welcome to UC Today. So I know you've been here a few weeks now, but uh, this is the first time we've managed to get uh, eye to eye on uh, a video session. It absolutely is, and I'm, uh, I couldn't be more excited, Rob. I, uh, I've been watching UC Today from afar for a little while now, and uh, yeah, really excited to be part of the team. Yeah, it's good to have you here. So today we said we'd you know, kick off our debut uh, kind of news roundup of uh, trending stories on UC Today, and uh, no one better than yourself to maybe give us the, the scoop on some of these hot stories. So uh, first of all, <laughs> First of all, we said we'd talk about Halloween. Uh, tell us more about uh, your your recent story that uh, you, you produced uh, for UC Today. Yeah, absolutely. So Halloween is a little uh, way ago, uh, but we did produce some scary stories for our readers. There are, there are two stories here. Let, where should we start? Let's, let's start with the, um, the horror stories, which was written by Rebecca Carter um, from UC Today. So in this piece, I, I love this piece. It was all about what can go wrong in an online meeting. Now, since we all went home uh, back in March when the lockdown in the UK occurred and in various other parts of the globe, we all had to deal with working from kitchens, from our front rooms, with partners, wives, and, and in some cases, children, all working in the same environment. Now, that, that bred uh, a, uh, an environment where things did go wrong. You know, people did wander into the back of uh, online meetings, you know, pets did bark, postmen did ring the doorbell. It was just became a natural part of life. For me, uh, that, that was actually a really nice part of, of lockdown. I thought it was, it was the realization that, um, you know, we're all human beings. You know, we all have lives. We all, we all have these things going on. And it was that acceptance of those, of that personal, um, those, those personal lives, which I think was a really nice thing. And, you know, employers in, in many instances really, really embraced, um, sort of that culture. And uh, the example it, that Rebecca gave in her piece was, of course, Professor uh, Robert Kelly, that famous BBC, um, moment where his, his child wandered into the back of the shot and, uh, you know, his wife ran in frantically and, uh, you know, had to, had to remove the child on, on a live interview. Now, of course, that was, a long time before the pandemic hit us, but um, you know it, it, it does show how things have really changed on that front. Ha, 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 what, what were your yeah. thoughts on that, Rob? Well, oh, first of all, that was an absolute classic, wasn't it? That video, um, and it's good to see it again because it kind of you know faded away my memory bank a little bit. But uh, it, it really kind of rings true, doesn't it, in today's world when everyone's now working from home? And uh, one of the interesting things, and you know, I work from home, you work from home, and. You know, it's, I suppose most most of us are now working from home. But uh, one of the things that really jumped out to me on in the piece that Rebecca wrote was around kind of accidentally not ending the meetings. Now, I've not done that, but could you imagine not ending the meeting and then starting to have a conversation uh, that might not be appropriate? I mean, that could be a complete nightmare for uh, employees. So I think the message is you've got to watch out, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. There's, um, you know, if you've been watching the mainstream headlines, uh, you know, a few people have uh, dropped a few uh, clangers, shall we say, on on that front. But uh, for, for me, I think uh, the businesses that do get this right, 
are going to really stand themselves in good stead. It's it really is about that agility of working. You know, there's a lot of people out there looking for work right now, and there's a lot of talent looking for those companies that really embrace this way of working. You know, if if your dog barks in the background, really shouldn't be a problem. You know, if if the doorbell goes, it really shouldn't be a problem. And I think it's those companies that embrace you know these things that when they when they can go wrong. Um, I think I think that's that's got quite a nice message for employees. Yes, and absolutely. And and the technology vendors are helping with that, of course. They're, they're bringing all sorts of kinds of new tech, aren't they? Like uh, noise suppression, noise cancelling, and all sorts of uh, tech to help uh, suppress some or take away exactly. some of those issues. So, okay, I'd like to mention your. Um, <laughs> I'd like to mention your very scary story uh, that was uh, a real hit on UC today. I think we have something like twenty odd thousand hits on uh, on your, one of your debut stories, actually, and uh, it was about kind of. The, the, the scary side of Microsoft Teams. Tell us more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now clearly, Microsoft are doing uh, they're doing something right. They've recently just reported 115 million daily active users, which is incredible when you think about it. You know, it's you scary. Know, UK itself, <laughs> yeah, UK population, what, 65 ish million? It's um, you know, 150. That's a lot of people using Microsoft Teams. So, uh, and that that's up 40 million from when they reported last, which was only in sort of April May time. So, you know, a lot of people using Teams right now. But as with all these products, you know, no one's got the uh, the perfect solution, shall we say? So, in that story, really, I was picking out a few of the things that users and particularly channel partners really need to be aware of. Um, a few, you know, let's 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 highlight a few of those those items in there. Mo mo mobile call rates, for example, outside of the bundle, twelve point three pence per minute, which is incredible. That um, you know that that that's is still there. And if you know if you're a user and you do call a lot of mobiles, which we do, you know, in the business world, we've all been using mobiles uh, consistently for for a long time. So it's it's it is quite feasible that you're calling mobiles a lot. If you do break through. You burn through your bundle minutes. Um, you could get a bit of a nasty surprise at the end of the month. Um, for for channel partners, obviously, there's a lot. There is a lot of demand out there for teams. We know this. We can see the numbers. Customers need to realise, you know, what are they actually getting as far as the phone system goes. I spoke to a reseller recently who was talking to a, a 600 strong uh, law firm about about a Teams installation. And uh, the conversation came down to the call routing. You know, they needed the calls to be routed to different layers of secretaries, different departments, and they really needed a lot of flexibility. And they had to explain, you know, the customer loved the team solution. They had to explain that, you know, the phone system aspect of Teams, it wasn't up to the task. So that then led them down the road of Teams integration, direct routing, you know, what was the best fit? So the customers really need to understand what are they getting out of a team solution? Um, the partner in particular needs to know if they're dealing with a di direct routing provider, how far down that process is that provider taking them? You know, what 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 do they need in terms of uh, in-house skills? You know, to to really provide these solutions. And you, you wrote an interesting blog recently, actually, Rob, on the uh, the dark art of direct routing, which is really interesting. You know, we've been we've been talking for years about the IT partners coming into the telephony space and. Uh, you know, eating those telephony partners lunch, if 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 you, if you will. But really, those telephony skills now are suddenly in de in demand. It's you know, it's, it's to deliver a really robust direct routing um, solution. You you need those skills 
in-house. So if you're dealing with a with a, you know, a supplier, DR su supplier, you need to know well, what are you getting out of them and what skills do you have in-house? Yeah, and, and there is a great deal of value from um, looking at the direct routing element of Microsoft Teams. I think it really solves a lot of problems for or challenges for uh, more complex environments as well. So especially that PBX element. I mean, I, I've personally been programming PBXs for a lot of years now, or, or certainly <laughs> I did or used to. But, um, you know, the, the, there's a lot of PBXs out there, very, very sophisticated and, and capable and versus the Microsoft Teams phone system, I, I must admit, um, you know, we we use it here and it's uh, it, it is you know, somewhat kind of limited in terms of functionality. It is. I mean, a lot of businesses out there, you know, if you've got simple requirements, I think Teams is pretty pretty good pretty perfect solution really but as soon as you get past a certain layer of complexity um you know you do need to think about things in depth whether it does meet your your requirements but clearly microsoft is doing something right on the team's front 115 million daily users it's hard to argue with that yeah it's an amazing platform at the end of the day it's an amazing platform you know it uh, it's just you know i think uh, going forward we'll, we'll probably just see more and more functionality being added into the uh, the pbx phone system element there so looking forward to that yeah yeah in terms of the next story um we said we'd talk about was uh rethinking the huddle room now this was something i blogged about as well recently uh just and i thought it was quite something we should bring up today around the, the, the kind of world of the meeting room uh and how it that's changing so david did, did you read the article what did you think yeah, absolutely. So huddle rooms, it's been, uh, this phrase has been out there for a couple of years, well, more than a couple of years now. And, uh, you know, they've, they've been great dynamic little spaces where people can go and have, you know, fairly spontaneous meetings. You know, we've got meeting rooms all over the globe right now. And businesses are looking at those rooms going, how do I use this room uh, in, in during the current situation? You know, the pandemic has thrown up a lot of questions uh, for the meeting room in terms of how many people can I get inside this room? Uh, the nature of huddle, uh, you know, that people working closely together in a small room doesn't really work in, 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 in a sort of pandemic uh, world. So we're, we're seeing the emergence of new types of room, you know, nook is the, the new the new sort of phrase I'm, I'm hearing a lot uh, for, for one person, you know, meeting for one, uh, which is, you know, fairly COVID safe, if you like. And uh, those larger meeting rooms, they get, people are going to be spaced out more, you know, and, and, and from a partner perspective, uh, really, they, they need to think about, you know, what do my customers need in terms of technology to facilitate, you know, a, a larger room, perhaps, with fewer people in it, more spaced out, you know, do I have the right technology in terms of microphones? Are my, are my, are the cameras in there? capturing everyone adequately enough um, and, and they, those type of questions. I think it's, it's a really interesting time for the huddle room particularly, but clearly other other types of meeting spaces as well. And what, what, what's, what's your take on that, Rob? Well, I suppose, first of all, uh, is it a meeting room anymore or is it a meeting space? Because room feels so or sounds so physical and yeah, everyone's working now in a more virtual way. So um, maybe a, a, a kind of rephrase required there. Um, yeah, I, I was reading uh, some analyst comments as well around touchless uh, uh, meeting rooms versus app-enabled meeting rooms. I think there's some challenges there, and I think there's some things to be worked out around whether the meeting room should be a fully touchless environment now, a COVID-safe environment to make it COVID-safe, or 
or whether an app is more appropriate for those environments. So, hey, you know what? This is all great for the industry. It's lot, there's opportunity out there. There's problems to be solved uh, for organizations and and things to uh, to be worked out. So um, I think, you know, video is obviously uh, here to stay now. It is the new voice, um, at least for the time being, until uh, we all get Zoom fatigue and uh, decide to go back to phone calls. But uh, we'll see. Uh, but it's a really interesting space right now. And the meeting room environment has, uh, has got a number of question marks hanging over it. Absolutely. And next up, David, we said we'd talk about uh, the hookup between BT and Workplace from Facebook. Uh, there was an interesting story. Tell us more. Yeah, absolutely. This this is a um, this is a fascinating story and a, a really great endorsement for for Facebook. So BT have deployed uh, Facebook Workplace within their community within their uh, over 180 countries. 85,000-ish staff, and um, that that's incredible. You know, the UK's largest telecoms uh, company have decided to go with a, a social-based uh, collaboration platform. Now, that, that's that's one part of the story, which is which is great, great endorsement for workplace. Uh, the other part is it's it's not their only piece of uh, technology they're using. They're actually using this alongside Microsoft Teams. So they're using Workplace in a, in a slightly different way. And uh, I, I think that's fascinating. So how, how are Facebook using, using this technology? They are, you know, they, they're using it for, their, for that social capability. And it's what I like to call uh, water cooler collaboration. So they're really using it, I guess, to, to capture that collaboration, which doesn't happen in that sort of organized fashion. And that's, that's what Facebook's great at. I mean, Rob, you, you, you've written a, a blog or you're writing a blog about social collaboration. What, what this means to the future, I'd be really interested in your opinions on this. Yeah, as you say, this new story came through and unless you really read it, you could have just kind of brushed on by and thought, OK, BT have deployed Workplace from Facebook. Big deal. Do you know what? Not only was it 80, 80 odd thousand you know, users deployed, um, I, I think the fact that it, that it was sitting, and they've admitted this, it, it, it was, it's sitting, it's coexisting with Microsoft Teams. And to quote BT, they said, Teams is the place where people collaborate. It's where documents are stored and it's where people go to do work. Whereas workplaces for conversations with other employees, sharing ideas, innovations, best practices, and building connections. So I think that quote in itself was, is what kind of raised my eyebrows. I thought, do you know what? What, how do you how what what thought process did they go through to you know decide that workplace was better over here but you know teams was going to continue over here um so it does beg a question is uh you know should uh team team uh, you know collaboration apps like microsoft teams be used for kind of social connections in the office and in the workplace or not so i th yeah i think that's that's my that's my opinion. I think it just raises a, a real question mark around the uh, the social aspect of collaboration platforms. Yeah, a a absolutely. That that's a question which I uh, I don't think we 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 yet to answer, and uh, it might might be some time uh, before you know we answer that as a publication. But you know, BT clearly um, have their views around that, and they've got two absolute you know Goliaths of uh, you know technology Goliaths. In, the, in their ecosystem now, which, uh, you know, our, our workplace and uh, teams 
are there competitors now? You know, they sort of do the same thing, but but they don't. It's it's a it is it is an interesting time. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all, they all overlap, don't they, massively? But um, yeah, it's a it's a really interesting thing to kind of ponder. Uh, and equally, I'm now wondering, you know, is it okay to have a you know, social conversation on you know Microsoft Teams, for example, when we're talking about work in a in, in a kind of thread or a, you know a channel within the you know within the collaboration tool? Uh, is that okay? Can I kind of veer off and start talking about what I'm going to be doing at the weekend? Is that is that okay? Um, you know, those are types of things going through my mind on that one. So, if it so. isn't, we're doing it wrong, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting indeed. Okay, and finally, we said we talk about lockdown. Uh, it was, uh, you know, unfortunate for us, the, the UK, uh, that um, we've all been kind of forced into lockdown again. What's your take on lockdown this time? Yeah, lock, lockdown is uh, not entirely unexpected. Um, I think I think a lot of people were um, you know ready for it this time. From a business perspective, you know back in March, sort of April time, we saw that mad scramble for businesses trying to get their their employees uh, up and working remotely. Now this time round, obviously a lot of people prepared for that, but we're seeing different questions being asked of of certainly the channel community. Now re rewind back to the initial lockdown, it was just about getting getting the job done, making sure we're up and running effectively as, as, as possible at that time. Now it's about really furthering that story. So we're seeing a sec second waves of uh, UCAS buying, if you like. And that, that, that is those companies really trying to hone their remote working technology for you know, this, this second wave, essentially. And um, you know that, that's that's really going to give a lot of opportunities for partners to go in and you know really help these businesses. Right, you've got this, Mister Customer, but you know you need to you need to tweak it here, here, and here to really get the most out of your technology. So there is a silver lining in the lockdown uh, for potentially the channel partners out there that are offering UCAS solutions and, and collaboration platforms, etc. Yeah. I, I, Absolutely, that there is. Unfortunately, you know, if there's a lot of people uh, suffering right now, and you know, really, really feel for them. Uh, you know, in terms of the the economy. Um, but if you're a channel partner selling technology right now, uh, you know, it's it's not a bad place to be if you've got if you're selling the right stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, Rob, look looking ahead, we, we've got lots of stuff going on here at. Uh, you see today we've got a, a, a lot of events, a lot of virtual events happening. And I'd really like to sort of have a little chat about you know what, what's coming up for for us and our community. Um, one of one of those events I, I spoke about there, talking teams. Obviously, Microsoft Teams, it's absolutely everywhere. You know, everyone's clambering for for information. You know, how how do they do this? How do they do that? How do they make it better? And you know, UC today is uh, you know committed to. You know, furnishing our, our readers, our audience with those answers. So, Talking Teams, it's uh, launching on the 17th of November. Come along, register on ucsummit.com. Rob, can you tell us a little bit more about that event and what it's going to deliver? Sure. So, it is uh, essentially a micro event. So, it's um, a two day event. It's fully virtual. You can jump on ucsummit.com and you can you know, register for it for free. Um, it's largely focused on direct routing, i.e. there's so much buzz around direct routing in Microsoft Teams right now. Um, we thought we'd pull together some of the industry experts and uh, just do a handful of sessions on really how to kind of work it out 
what it's all about, what are the benefits. Um, and we've got you know a great lineup of speakers, uh, you know, available to you know, in in short sessions available to watch. So uh, I'd encourage anyone, you know, looking at her diet routine or trying to work it out uh, to uh, certainly attend that event. Yeah, absolutely. So other things on the horizon, um, November, this is our emerging technology uh, focus month. So we're going to be talking about all things artificial intelligence, IoT, VR, AR, and all, all the funky stuff you're going to see uh, in, in the future of, of communications. Have a look on the website. There's lots of content going up on a daily basis. And uh, it's a really, really good time to educate yourself on what's coming up. Uh, of this week, we've also had our launch of UC Summit 2021. Uh, it's launching in, in January. Uh, it's, it's the second year round. It's going to be bigger and better than ever. Rob, do you want to take us through maybe a few of the uh, highlights going on there? Sure. So it is our second year, uh, as you mentioned. We, we kicked off our first virtual annual conference uh, last year, uh, or so no, early on this year. Um, so it launched in January this year, and it's coming back again in January 2021. Uh, but as you say, much bigger, better. We've completely overhauled the, uh, the virtual event platform, so it's a whole new experience. Um, plus, we've got a whole bunch of uh, great vendors and uh, thought leaders involved in the event. So come along to the event. Uh, we've got a week on UC, we've got a week on collaboration, and we've got a week on CX technology. And it will all be available to watch on demand as well. Um, but there's some great, great content on show and uh, some excellent virtual booths uh, where you can kind of pick up all the latest and greatest kind of information about the brands and their and their products and technologies. So uh, really looking forward to it. But just uh, jump on the site, register, add it to calendar and uh, slot it in uh, for next year. Absolutely, Rob. It's going to be a fantastic event. I really cannot wait to see uh, what's coming out of it. You know, the big brands, the the big speakers. We've got we've got it all. If if you're interested in any of those three topics, that's customer experience, that is UC, that is collaboration. There is really no other event that brings all of this uh, stuff together. So, Rob, I've had a great time talking with you today. I've uh, you know really enjoyed these these topics. If you've enjoyed listening to us. Uh, you know, give us some feedback. We'd really like to deliver you some more of these type of sessions and uh, make sure you catch up with the stories we've been talking about today online at uctoday.com. And uh, I think it's time to say goodbye now, Rob. It's uh, bye from me and bye from Rob Scott. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. <laughs>